and good afternoon. What a groovy sound. You're listening to the soft and smooth jazz of WHGE 95.3 FM, where we bring you smooth, mellow jazz for your day to be smooth and mellow. Thank you for staying tuned in. You're now listening to Rochelle Wilson here Saturday for Make Some Intelligent Noise, the movement all about justice. And uh, thank you so much for being here. It is a pleasure, always a pleasure and an honor to be in your presence. Thank you so much. I am Rochelle Wilson. I do uh, move in the spirit of justice in all that I do. What is fair and equal justice under the law? And there are so many twists and turns to the law. Uh, many of us will hire an attorney whenever there is a lawful circumstance or situation we automatically turn to the attorneys because they went to school for it, right? And they're supposed to understand the law of their specific speciality, their area of expertise. So if it's car accidents or uh, trip and fall accidents, you want to go to an injury attorney. Uh, if it's some other tort claim, then you want to deal with those types of specialties uh, in attorneys, when you go to hire your attorney, there's civil rights attorneys, there's all sorts of attorneys across America. They've been to school, they've stepped over the bar, which is the barristers. Uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about that in just a few moments. But first, I want to make sure uh, that I get the announcements out to you. Uh, by now, everyone knows that here on 9th and Pine Street, Central Baptist Church is always looking to help heal our community. So if you or someone that you love is dealing with an addiction and you are seeking healing in that area, we ask that you please give consideration to Central Baptist Church in collaboration with Eastside Pride, WHGE. We want to be of assistance to you every Tuesday night starting at 645. Come on over 9th and Pine Street, Central Baptist Church, if you are looking for recovery and healing from an addiction. Also, Central Baptist Church in collaboration once again with Eastside Pride is now creating the North Pine Street Trailblazers. It's a drum line. Uh, rehearsals take place on the second and the fourth Wednesdays from 4 until 5 p.m. at Central Baptist Church. Uh, and again, that address is 839 North Pine Street, right on the corner of 9th and Pine. But we are looking for our young folks to come on out, ages 9 and up, youth and young adult. This is a community ministry where we are letting music help heal the soul of our young people. So please reach out to Minister Kelvin Quincy for more information at 201-978-4401-201-978-4401. Minister Kelvin Quincy, Saving the Youth. And always we are doing all sorts of collaborations we want you to know about the second annual comic book artists and creators of Delaware on Friday, 
Well, actually, it was yesterday, uh, but it will also be today uh, from 12 until 7 at Artscapes. 205 North Market Street in Wilmington, Delaware. If you think you've got what it takes to be a comic book artist, comic book artist, please get in touch with Artscape 205 North Market Street um, and you can reach out to Demetrius Bullock at 302 802-883-7371. 302-883-7371. Demetrius Bullock, if you think you've got what it takes to be a comic book artist. So how is everyone doing today? How are you feeling? We pray that you are well, uh, that things are going well for you. Many of you may be uh, actually over today at the North Side for Life. North Side for Life is doing something uh, over at the park today. And uh, I think it's going to be a rather interesting event. Uh, you will definitely look for your brother, Timeless Thomas. He'll be over there. And um, I believe that is at the, let me just make sure I have that, North Side for Life. It is Unity Day. Uh, and we're asking that folks come over. It starts at 1 p.m., which it has uh, officially now started. And it will be at the Burton Winchester Park. Burton Winchester Park. If you want to participate in the North Side for Life Unity Day, where we are trying to bring the young people together in peace and solidarity instead of fighting and gun violence and that sort of thing. I find that all across these American lands, uh, particularly in Delaware, I uh, mean, in Philadelphia. Philadelphia just reached 326 homicides as of Thursday's report. Thursday, today is Saturday, so Friday and today, I do not know uh, if that number has changed, but as of Thursday's report, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania has suffered 326 homicides uh, in its streets due to gun violence. And unfortunately, many of those homicides were black on black crime. Uh, not all of them, but most of them, 80% of them were black on black young people, uh, gun violence crimes. And so they are now trying to uh, get a handle on that, get in front of it just like Delaware, is trying to get a handle on it to save our young people's lives. If we don't save our young people now, we may not have any young people to leave anything for our posterity. Uh, so we want to save the young people as much as we can. Northside for Life is definitely bringing Unity Day into focus, focusing on our young people and gun violence and how to bring camaraderie versus uh, gun violence. You know, I have to say, ladies and gentlemen, uh, now as a 59-year-old, I always say I'm 60 just for the even numbers of it, uh, but I'm actually 59 years old, and I've got to tell you, I've had quite an adventurous and interesting life. As a young person coming up, I've had my fair share of shenanigans uh, involved in uh, activities, not all of them were legal activities. And I believe that the wisdom of that is simply 
you know, we can have emotions. God gives us permission to have emotions. We can be angry. We're allowed to be sad. We're allowed to feel uh, jealousy. We're allowed to feel envy. We're allowed to feel all of the human emotions that we feel. Uh, but many of our books that many of us read from, uh, the Bible, the Quran, the Torah, all of these books suggest it's not against the rules to have emotions. It's how you handle those emotions. Certainly you're allowed to get upset. Uh, certainly you're allowed to feel as if maybe perhaps you've been disrespected or uh, betrayed or bamboozled uh, unknowingly and a victim of those sorts of things. Well, certainly you're allowed to have those emotions, but all of these books and karma tells us very clearly it's how you handle those emotions. If you get angry with someone because perhaps you feel that you've been disrespected, and I am thinking about the mindset of young people, the childish mindset of young people, that does actually carry over <laughs> to some of what we would consider to be our grown and sexy. Uh, we too sometimes don't handle things with maturity but rather we get into a childish mindset. And so we become angry for whatever reason, our ego begins to flare up and instantly we want to attack uh, or, or get even with uh, perhaps revenge even on the person or persons or circumstances that have caused us to feel these emotions. But these books tell us it's how you handle it. If you get angry at someone because you feel that you have been betrayed or uh, disrespected uh, and you get angry with them, there's no wrong in that. There's no wrong in that. The wrong takes place when you begin to f look for a, a way to get them back. Uh, when you begin to seek uh, revenge or you want to hit them or hurt them um, or cause them hurt, harm, and danger because you feel that they've done it to you. And so you're going to do it back to them. And I've got to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, that is just not... Uh, for us, the grown and sexy, you know, we can see it as a child. We see the childishness of that mentality, but it is not for us to act on those feelings and emotions. You know, at 59, 60 years old, I've had my fair share of shenanigans. I've been betrayed. I've been hurt. I've been bamboozled. Uh, all kinds of things have taken place in my life. And when I was a child, I thought like a child. I acted like a child. Now that I'm a grown and sexy, mature adult woman, I know better. Not only do I have to concern myself with karma, because maybe this person did betray me, or maybe they did disrespect me, but for me to go after them, or to put harm or hurt or danger on them, or speak bad about them uh, behind their back, and, and tell lies or stories or look for revenge, and all of that childish nonsense... I'm inviting karma, bad karma, into my own life. Not to mention, uh, I am not in a place of godliness. Now, now, godliness doesn't matter if you, you know, you're Christian, you're Buddhist, 
uh, if you're Yahweh, you're five percenter, perhaps you're Muslim of all the various different sects of Muslims uh, that there are in the world. If we begin to hit back everyone that hits us, then we're no better than the person that hit us. Would, would anybody agree with me on that particular level? Would anyone agree with me if I said to you, uh, you hit me, so I'm going to hit you back because that's what mama said. If they hit you, you hit them back. Isn't that what our moms taught us? They hit you, you hit them back. Well, you know, I get it. Standing up for yourself in, in a case of self-defense, you're being literally physically attacked. Yes, fight for your life. Fight to kill. Uh, you know, do what you got to do in order to get this attack off of you. I feel you from that perspective. I, in no way am I suggesting uh, that if you're being physically attacked by a human being or a group of human beings, that you shouldn't fight back for your life. Absolutely. But I'm saying as we grow and mature, just because someone attacks me verbally, uh, you know, and, and I'm not talking about hitting me or, or beating up on me because yes, again, as I've stated, absolutely. If they hit you, do what mama said, hit them back. Right. But what I'm saying is there's another way to handle our emotions and our emotionality that brings justice and fairness and equality to the situation when you're using maturity. If you're sticking into staying stuck in a childish mindset, if you're acting like your 14, 15 and 16 uh, year old youth, uh, yeah, sure. You know, a, a simple verbal argument can easily turn into a physical altercation of violence, which then could lead to gun violence. And today, more, more of our children are finding gun violence uh, as their solution instead of the good old-fashioned way. You know, when I was growing up, if you offended me or hurt me or threw a stone at me or whatever the scenario was, when I was 16 years old, if you hit me, I hit you back. We had a good rustle, a good tussle. Uh, you know, we, we, we fought and we hit each other, and then we went our own separate way. And uh, maybe tomorrow we would be talking again his friends. It was a strong possibility that we were going to be talking again tomorrow as friends or maybe next week, if not tomorrow, at least by next week. Now, if, if you offend the young people in today's world, they want to pull out a gun uh, and, and, and violate you with gun violence. Uh, perhaps it's fear because they can't take a good punch. They don't know how to fight. Uh, I find that so many of our young people look malnourished uh, as if they haven't eaten a meal and, you know, as if they're a child from uh, a foreign country, uh, a third world country. They're so thin and frail, like just skeletons. And then you have some that are completely the opposite of that. They're just really oversized big and beautiful kids, uh, but it's not heart healthy and it's certainly not healthy for your lungs to gain a certain amount of weight uh, for a certain age and, and height. So I, I think what I'm saying to you is young people today, perhaps they don't know how to fight uh, the good old fashioned way. Just put your dukes up, you know, you spit on your dukes and you put up, you put them up and you just, you just kind of do your thing. 
but but that's not how they're working it out now. And and there was another way, a third alternative to putting up your dukes. We had elders, elders who would uh, be the mediator in these conflicts, they were conflict resolution. I never forget uh, back in my day, many, many years ago in my early 30s, I worked for the uh, Delaware Housing Authority and I worked over in a place which was nicknamed uh, as the Bucket. They called it the Bucket, but it was actually in, over in Riverside where I had an office that they had put me in and I was a resource center. And uh, there often I would find that I was a conflict resolutionist with many of the young children, eight, nine, ten-year-old kids running around who had felt they had been offended or disrespected or you took my turtle or you whatever my dog, whatever the case was when you're dealing with nine-year-old children. So I had to and loved doing it. As a conflict resolutionist, it was always about listening to both sides of the story, making sure that each person heard the other person's side of the story. You, you were a mediator. And, and back in my day, they had these kinds of things. Uh, and I know that there are adults today who were still trying to be good mediators in conflict resolution amongst our young people. And so today's events for the North Side for Life, I haven't been there today, so I'm not sure, but I will be visiting uh, a little bit later on today. I believe that North Side for Life, Unity Day, is doing that very thing of bringing together folks to, to mediate conflict resolutions, uh, to, to stop the gun violence amongst our young people, and they need our support. You know, but but I, I just love the days that we had conflict resolution when two people were arguing, the elders would step in. The elders would step in and mediate that between these two young people. And even today, as adults, we still can find some folks will... Uh, you know, the elders in the community will come together and mediate conflict resolution even between two adults, which is very important to be able to do that, especially in the workplace, uh, perhaps even in the home. You know, you've got husband and wife and maybe there's a grandmother or a grandfather or uncle or auntie who's elder and wise and of senior age who can mediate these conflicts to a point of resolution. We don't have to fight. It doesn't have to get to physical violence each time you feel that someone has offended you. It's not necessary to go blow for blow when someone has hurt, harmed, or dangered you. A physical attack, absolutely, you've got to fight back. I see that. That's clear as day. We must defend ourselves if we are being physically attacked. We must fight to defend ourselves. In no way am I uh, disagreeing with that concept. Mama said, hit them back, so hit them back. But when you reach a place of maturity, when you really get to a place where you're honoring that, that divine spiritual something greater than yourself, whatever name you want to call it, whether you're under the Christian name or the Muslim name or the Buddha name or the Yahweh or the Torah, the Moses, whatever 
divine higher spiritual power that you say you follow, do that. Be real about that. Because none of those books in any of the places that I've read up on any of those books or, or ways of life, does it say that it's okay outside of self-preservation, it's not okay to physically engage in violence. It's not okay. We are supposed to reach a certain age of maturity where we can talk it out. Talk it out, ladies and gentlemen. Can we come to the table, sit down, and have a mature, adult, intelligent, and reasonable conversation about whatever the infraction may be? We would cut down on a lot of prison time. A lot of people would avoid jail and prison if they had the skills and the maturity, the mindset, to sit down and have an intelligent conversation. Starting off with, I feel a certain way because of the actions that you portrayed or showed me. I feel disrespected or I feel insulted or you hurt my feelings or I feel hurt by what you said. We never want to point fingers. You, 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 it's all your fault and you did it and I don't like you because of you. That is not a way to bring healthy resolution to a conflict. When two people, at this point I'm not talking about children, I'm talking about us grown and sexy. At some point, if you and I agree to disagree, or we just disagree, and we're able to be mature to sit down at a table, let's call a date, hey, I want to sit down and I want to talk to you. It, the, the number one thing in conflict resolution is the ability to listen to listen to what the other person is saying. You hurt you hurt me, uh, you stepped on my toe and, and my favorite pair of shoes and I love my blue suede shoes and you stepped on my toe. And it hurt my foot because my toe is sore. Wh whatever it is, right? I'm just exaggerating uh, to a degree where you will pick up where I'm at. Pick up what I'm putting down, as they would say. If we get to the point where you stepped on my blue suede shoes and I feel some kind of way about you stepping on my blue suede shoes, the first thing I need to do is sit down and talk to you and let you know that I feel a certain way about my blue suede shoes, but then I need to find out from you, did you do it on purpose or was it an accident? Did you just not, you weren't thinking, you weren't paying attention, you were ripping and running and moving faster than the speed of light, and you accidentally stepped on my blue suede shoes. If it was an accident, perhaps you'd even realize that you did it. Or maybe you did, but you were so busy you didn't even stop to say I apologize. By me bringing it to your attention and us having this intelligent, mature, adult conversation, not only can I forgive you for stepping on them, I will understand that it was an accident. I may be feeling some kind of way for no reason. I, I, you, you didn't mean to do it. 
Or perhaps if we sit down at the table, we have this intelligent conversation and realize, yes, you stepped on my blue suede shoes on purpose because you don't like blue suede shoes. Or you didn't like me wearing the blue suede shoes. So you did it on purpose. Now I need to find out why, because there's an underlying cause. There's always causation and effect. Causation and effect. So you stepped on my blue suede shoes and you did it on purpose, but why? It's important for me to understand why did you do it? You didn't just step on them because you don't like blue suede. Perhaps you like green suede, but you don't like blue suede. No. There is an underlying cause for why you did that. And if I'm really grown and sexy and mature and intelligent, then that means I have the confidence to come to you and say, person, you stepped on my blue suede shoes. And I know based on all of the events, you did that on purpose. But can we talk about why? Maybe we can bring uh, peace. Maybe we'll never be friends. Perhaps we won't be able to go out and, and enjoy a meal together and break bread together. But at least we'll be able to be at peace with one another. Some folks you can't be friends with. And that's just the reality of us being grown and sexy and knowing that maturely. We know you can't be friends with everyone. Some people don't want to be our friend. But we can still live in peace with them. So what I'm saying to you, ladies and gentlemen, it makes perfectly good sense. And all of us who are grown, sexy, intelligent, and mature, we get it. We get the whole concept of conflict resolution. We understand the importance of being able to come to the seat of adult maturity, have those intellectual conversations. Let's find out what is the underlying cause and perhaps we can fix it. Uh, maybe you simply stepped on my blue suede shoes because you don't like me. But why? Maybe you can't explain it. There's just something about my personality that you don't like me. Or I don't like you. So I just stepped on your blue suede shoes on purpose because I don't like you. But if we can get to a peaceful, intelligent resolve, you don't like me, perhaps I'm not favored to you. So let's just be at peace with one another. I'll stay out of your zone. You stay out of my zone. You stay in your corner. I'll stay in my corner. If we pass each other, uh, we can give each other the, the friendly nod. What's up? Right? <laughs> How does that little nod go when you just nod at somebody and you give them that little, that, that little nod look? Uh, and maybe you don't say anything other than, what's up? Right? And, and you just keep on walking in your own separate directions. This is, this is maturity. We're not going to love and like every single human being that God put on this planet. We're just not. People have ways and personalities that don't always blend and coincide with our personality. But there is always a level of maturity and respect for yourself 
right? Self-respect and intellectualizing the ability to sit down at the table, have an intelligent conversation and let's work it out. We don't need to get to pulling blows, uh, you know, I don't know what the cool slang word is, you know, blow for blow, fighting one another. And we certainly don't have to get to a point where I'm pulling my gun and you're pulling your gun. And now one of us is going to jail and one of us is going to the grave. And that's that's really kind of the bottom line of how this thing is going to work out. Because if you don't like me and I don't like you and, uh, uh, you know, we just keep passing by each other and stepping on each other's shoes. Eventually, it's going to get to a point where it becomes a physical altercation. It just is going to get to that point. Eventually, it's going to escalate and you catch the wrong person on the wrong day under the wrong circumstances. And they're not even going to be willing to have a conversation. It's just going to get to a point of escalated violence. And I'll tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I'll tell you right now, maybe for children, Maybe for kids, we can uh, fluctuate a little bit and say we understand it because of their immaturity and their inability to have those tough conversations at the table. We may be able to understand that and show some compassion and leniency and forgiveness. But all of the holy books that many of us follow one or the other, we follow this or that or this or that or we believe this God or that God, whatever God it is. All of the gods in all of the various different books under all of the religious reliances, all of those books tell us that violence is not God's way. And if you're promoting that by refusing to sit down at the table and have a conversation but you would rather edge it on or just keep stepping on my blue suede shoes if that's where you are with it. You are not in the will of righteousness. You are not in the will of good karma for your life because everything that you put out is everything you invite back sevenfold greater. So if you're putting out a joyful, uh, gleeful, uh, feel good uh, feeling or energy about creating strife and chaos and confusion. Well, most of us know that God is not a God of confusion, chaos and strife unless God is creating the chaos, confusion and strife, right? But it's not for us to do that. And if we are promoting that, encouraging that, uh, you know, following suit for that, then we are not in the will of what is right. And we're inviting bad karma. So it would behoove us who consider ourselves to be amongst the grown and sexy right? Are the Christians, the Muslims, you're really practicing that. You really are true to that. Not because you can quote Bible or Quran verses. That does not make you an, an honorable Christian or Muslim or uh, because you can chant does not make you a true Buddhist. It's practicing. The, the active practice of love is what makes you good at being a Christian, a Muslim, a Buddhist, or someone who follows the Torah, the Jews, the, the, the book of Moses. So, so don't walk around being fake with it. Keep it real. 
if you're truly a Christian or you're truly a Muslim, you're truly following uh, the book of Moses, you're truly uh, chanting Buddha and, and, and following Yahweh and you are one with God and, and, and the five percenters, if you're really that, then be really that. But don't be fake. Don't hide behind Christianity and Muslim, uh, you know, Islam saying that you're these things. And yet the whole, the whole time you are perpetuating chaos, confusion, uh, uh, discord, uh, you know, all of the negative energies that many of the books have a particular name for this, this negative energy. But I'm not going to call it all of those names. I'm simply going to call it negative energy. Even if you're a person who is a naturalist, and I, I actually practice naturalism. I believe in the stars and the planets and the trees. Uh, I believe in flowers. I believe in insects. I believe in animals. All things natural and nature. I believe in those things. And there's a natural process uh, in nature that just does what it does naturally. And I believe in that. I see it. I watch it. I, I believe it and I trust it. But I also trust in a higher spiritual divinity, uh, something that's even higher than nature, something that created nature. And all of those belief systems in my life have made me the person that I am. I haven't always been this way. There was certainly a time when perhaps you were like that too. In your youth, you might have created all kinds of shenanigans as a young person. That's what we do. I did it. You did it. We all did it. But at, at a certain point in our lives, we must put away our childish thinking, our childish ego. The ego will get you, the ego will get you dead. We need an ego because of fight or flight. For self-preservation, we do need our ego. The ego has a lot of different purposes. Unfortunately, too many human beings use the ego for their self-pride and their self-will. And that has to be crucified on a daily, you know, a daily basis. Crucify your ego. Sometimes the situation is bigger than you. It's not all about you. So crucify your ego, drop it down a notch and get to a place where you really are able to call yourself a Christian or a true Muslim or a true Buddhist or whatever your true divinity is and a true grown and sexy because grown and sexy. What makes sexies grown so sexy is simply the ability to have tough conversations in a mature and adult intelligent fashion that's what makes grown sexy because you wear your confidence i can sit down and talk with you my worst uh, alleged enemy if we'll use that language the worst enemy which is usually the ego i can sit down and have a conversation with them if they're willing to engage me in a mature intelligent conversation without violence I'm willing to meet them at that table and we can figure it out. We can figure it out. Even if the end result of that conversation is go to your corner, I'll go to my corner. I'll stay away from your corner. You stay away from my corner. And when we pass each other in the street or at the workplace or wherever, 
will give each other that nod. You know the one I'm talking about. I see people do it all the time. They just give their they just give that little nod, like, what's up? And that's it. You go to your corners. You go and do your life. Live your life. You don't have to worry about me. I don't have to worry about you. We're not going to cross paths. We don't hang out in the same social circles. So we don't have to worry about each other. And this leaves us at a place of peace where we can just survive and live in peace with one another. Because it's really not always about you. It's not always about me. There are times when it's about something bigger than just ourselves. So I applaud and support Northside for Life and any other group, Northside, Southside, Westside, Eastside, uh, all the sides. I support all of the sides that are willing to bring unity and peace amongst our young people in the streets, in our communities, particularly our brown-hued children, because that's who it's affecting. As I've stated earlier in my broadcast, Philadelphia has just suffered 326 homicides, and 85% of those, 80 to 85% of those, were brown-on-brown brown crime. Young people killing young people of the same color. Now we have that, you know, that other percentage of other people killing folks and we, we, we can do the research on that. I only did my research on black on black crime, as they call it, black on black crime. And it is out of proportions. And I do realize, again, and I, I don't have all the answers, I don't have all of the solutions, but what I can say is it's, is it's my opinion, and this is just my opinion, Today's young people of 2022, they're afraid to fight. They're afraid to, to duke it out if that's what it comes down, blow to blows and, and whatever the cool words are. They're afraid to do that. You know, knock it off your shoulder. I, I remember a time in, in my 14-year-olds where you put something on your shoulder and you, you walked around shoulder to shoulder with the person who didn't like you and you one person was... Uh, scared and the other person was glad for it because you didn't want to fight but you knew you knew that probably is how it had to go down and I got bullied all of my life until I was 14 it wasn't until I turned 14 years old that I uh, stopped allowing myself to be bullied it took me all that many years to get it into my mind that I had a right to hit back for self-preservation I was bullied until I was 14, 13 and a half, 14 years old. But then at 14, I, we put an end to that. We stopped that. Rochelle Wilson said, no more. We can't have you doing this to me because you're you just messing me up here. Every day I'm going home, running home from school uh, because you, you're beating up on me. And I'm too high yeller to have a whole bunch of bruises, black and brown and golden bruises on me. Like, we're not going to do that. So at 14, 13 and a half, 14, I started learning self-preservation. But somewhere, somewhere, when I turned in, after giving birth to a child, I became a mother at age 22, 23, I learned the value. I learned the value of being able to have an intelligent conversation. Now, we're not going to sit at the table trying to bring resolution and you're going to be pointing in my face and spitting at me and, uh, you know, poking the bear. 
sitting at the table having the intelligent conversation means that we're reasonably calm, we're able to express how we're feeling, I'm able to tell you this is what bothers me, this is what hurt me, this is how I feel when you conduct your behaviors in this way. When you do this, I feel that. And you're able to say that to me, and then I can say, oh, I didn't know that. I, I didn't know that that was your personality, because my personality, we'll just have a whole conversation. And you never know. You don't know the power, the value of having those conversations, even if it gets to a point of having the elder mediate those conversations, just to make sure that no violence uh, kicks up and that everyone is being fair. You talk, I listen, right? I talk and you listen. You respond and I listen and then I respond and you listen. This is maturity. And if we need an elder to do that, then that's fine. But who is being the mediators between our young people when they get all fired up because you stepped on my blue suede shoes, and again, that's just a metaphor for all of the various different things uh, that young people are saying they're fighting for. A lot of it, uh, unfortunately, and I don't know this for a fact, but I do talk to people who work with young people, and a lot of it has to do with what they call, Dis you dissed me, you disrespected me. Uh, well, how do we do that? How does a 16-year-old disrespect another 16-year-old? Like you don't own homes, you don't most of you don't own a car and if you do it's probably a half of a hoopty. Uh you know, how did I disrespect you? I'm 16, you're 16. How do we disrespect each other? Did I say something to your girlfriend uh, or your boyfriend or your whatever? Well, how did we get here? Who's mediating these conversations? I know Brother John Muhammad is doing a real big thing. He has his own organization called Gangs, going after the next generation, where that's all he does is just work with young people in mediating and showing them ways to, to resolve conflict other than pulling the guns out and shoot them up like we're in the wild, wild west. Shoot them up, bang, bang. That is not how we resolve problems. That's, that's not how you resolve problems, ladies and gentlemen. And, and mom at home telling little son and little daughter, if he hits you, hit him back. Well, that's not working because they're not hitting them back. They're not going blow for blow where you just fight real good and then it's over. Somebody breaks it up and it's over. You go away. That's not how it's working. People are pulling guns and knives Razor blades and all sorts of weapons. People are killing each other because they don't have the maturity to sit down and engage in a conversation at the table. And I'm offended by that. I may not be able to do anything about it, but I'm certainly offended by it. I know too many young people as a former high school teacher. I love the children. I can't tell you how many fights uh, I have broken up. I was fired from one school as a substitute teacher. Uh, I worked at Glasgow High School and I was fired from my job there because I broke up a fight. Four boys jumped on one kid. 
And while they've got him, these four boys have got this one child, uh, and they're doing a number on this boy. Here goes Rochelle Wilson. I'm going to jump in, slide in like I'm on a baseball field, sliding in the first base, in, grab the boy away from the other four boys, and uh, to save his life. Now, he definitely, the ambulance came. He had to be carted away on an ambulance, and the other four boys were arrested for assault. And I was fired for getting in the midst of that because the insurance doesn't cover me to break up a fight. So I broke protocols. As a substitute teacher, I broke protocol breaking up a fight, and I was fired from my job for that. So I'm so the alternative to me was to stand there and watch four boys beat up on one child, one boy, until the security came, arrived. I'm supposed to stand there and say, stop, stop, don't hit him, stop, until security arrives. Well, I didn't do that. I slid in the first base underneath of the four boys, grabbed the one boy out, and uh, and I pretty much put my body over the one boy's body. Now, the students loved me enough. They weren't going to hit Miss Rochelle. Thank God. Thank God they loved me enough. They would not hit me. So they stopped beating up on him until security arrived and, and, and got them away from the scenario. I was devastated to lose my job for such a stupid reason. I felt it was stupid. I get the insurance. Had those boys continued to, to punch around and, and hit Miss Rochelle, there was no insurance at Glasgow High School that would cover my that would cover that. So I get it. I broke protocol and they fired me. But ladies and gentlemen, that's one firing. I'll take it. Because as far as I'm concerned, and I may be wrong, but I consider I saved that boy's life. That is what God would have had me to do. The, the school policy wouldn't have me to do it, but something higher than myself, something divine, said stop it. And I did. And by the grace of God, those four boys did not continue to beat up uh, on Miss Rochelle. Hallelujah for that. So... The, the point that I'm making, the whole point that I'm making is there is another way. There has to be another way to this gun violence, to young folks, particularly brown young folks, killing each other. It's got to stop. It's got to stop. And it's up to you and I, the adults, the grown and sexy, because we know better. We supposed to know better. We we claim to know better. We walk we walk around. We can quote Quran verses. We know the Torah said this, and Moses did that. We know that Jesus said something, and Jesus did something else, and all of these things. We know it. But how many of us are willing to jump in, slide in on first base, and really put an end to the gun violence? As I've stated, I only know two different organizations in the state of Delaware. Of all the organizations uh, that are out in the state of Delaware, I only know two. Two people who will jump in and make sure that young people are not killing young people. That brown-skinned people are not killing other brown-skinned people. What are we going to do about it, ladies and gentlemen? We are the answer 
to stopping the gun violence. Philadelphia is doing a mentoring program and I applaud them for that. I'm not saying that we don't have mentoring programs or conflict resolution uh, programs in Delaware. I'm just not aware of them. And, and feel free to make me aware of them. I don't know of them. I only know of two. And two organizations of the multitude of hundreds of thousands of beautiful brown-skewed children, uh, brown-hued children here in the state of Delaware, two is not enough. All of us as adults, grown and sexy, mature, intelligent adults, we must be the answer to stop the gun violence. You and I, it's not going to stop until we slide into first base, ladies and gentlemen. When we see young people are, are, are getting riled up and heated up and, and they're getting to a place where it's going to escalate, we got to jump in. We got to sit those two young people down, get a council of elders to get them two young people at a table. And if it's gangs, I take from Muhammad, uh, a brother John Muhammad. You get the leaders. You get the leader of the gang, the two gangs, to sit down and engage in a conversation. Because the leaders, if you're a true leader, you don't want any more of your people to die. A true leader does not want their army, their people that they are leading, to die, to be killed. So you get the two leaders at the table to engage in an intelligent, mature, adult conversation. Let's show them how we do that. Means we have to be able to do that in order to teach young people to do it. We have to be able to do it. If the young people see that we are grown and sexy, but we're not really grown and sexy, because we're pulling our guns or we're out in the street uh, with a knife trying to hurt each other. What do you think they're going to do? They're not going to listen to what we say. They're going to watch what we do. We are the solution to young people. Stop killing young people. Am I making any sense to anybody out there? Is there anyone within the sound of my voice? that can agree with me that we, the grown and sexy, are the solution, the parents, the teachers, the people in the community, the elders. You live in the block. You know when your kids are going out and having a dispute with other children. You know when your young person is carrying a gun like they just walked in from Wild Wild West. They got a gun in their little pants which I must say I've never completely understood how is a man, a man, particularly a man, but anyone, a man or a woman, how are you going to put a gun in the front of your pants under your belt buckle when you're, all of your important parts are right below the gun? If it goes off, you're going to blow your own important parts away. All your important parts are going to be just blown to smithereens if that gun accidentally goes off, right? But they'll stick it right there in their in the front of their pants, with their belt buckle. I don't get it, but you know, maybe it's a man thing. I can't explain that part. Uh, so I wanted to get into uh, the law today and and uh, about the sovereign immunity. 
I wanted to talk about that with you today, and I went all the way off on a tangent, uh, dealing with Northside for Life Unity Day that's being held right now at Burton Winchester Park. Uh, please, as the adults, the grown and sexy adults that you are, make your way over there, even if it's just for five or ten minutes, uh, just to come through, hear a little bit about what's being spoken, what are people talking about, and what can you do as a grown and sexy mature adult to help our young people eliminate gun violence. I would rather see the leaders of the two gangs, I don't know how many gangs there are, but I'm just using this as a hypothetical. If there's two gangs, I would rather see the leaders of the two gangs come together and talk it out. If they can't talk it out, put them in the boxing ring. We've got a great little boxing uh, center over in West Center City. So put them in the boxing ring. Instead of shooting guns, box it out. Where it can be a controlled environment and atmosphere. I can't box for the life of me. I know street fight from back in my day as a young person, street fight and self-preservation, I know that, but I couldn't box a fly. I, Rochelle Wilson, can't box a fly. I'm sure that a fly would beat me. But ladies and gentlemen, I would rather be in a boxing match with someone who can is stepping on my blue suede shoes. If we can't talk it out, I'd rather be in a boxing match than to be out in the street in a brawl with a knife and a gun and a razor blade and uh, the police and then uh, Congo Funeral Home is coming to pick up one of the bodies. Congo Funeral Home is coming to pick up one of the bodies. So that's my two cents in the cookie jar in regards to uh, youth and violence, gun violence. You know, I'm so disheartened. Uh, 326 violent deaths, gun violent deaths in the city of Philadelphia. Uh, that's just the city of Philadelphia. I do not have the numbers here in Delaware, but I, I, I'm sure that Delaware, uh, if it's even one, it's one too many. If it's only one, it's still one too many, ladies and gentlemen. So let us be the solution and save our young people. Let's get involved. Let's slide into first base and save the young people from killing each other. That's my report for today. I'm Rochelle Wilson. Make some intelligent noise here at WHGE, the one and only Black-owned, Black-operated news information and advocacy station in the state of Delaware. Show us some love and support. Pass the word. Let everyone know that we exist. We've got an entire website. Go to our website, WHGE. Find the journalists that you're interested in, whatever it is that they're talking about, and chime in at the time that that journalist is on air. Show us love and support. We need you to show us love and support. Please check out our website and listen and tell your friends about WHGE. 95.3 FM. Until we meet again, I love you and I pray that you love yourselves and equally as important, you will be good to other people because karma is very, very, very real. Peace and grace, ladies and gentlemen. Peace and grace. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, my Facebook friends and family. I'm going to head over to Winchester Burton Park.
and uh, see what I can do to get involved with saving lives, young people lives here in the state of Delaware. I love you until we meet again. Peace and grace.